Welcome back to Random Witchcraft with your host, Vix. And Callie, what up, people? This week we dive in the fantastical world of mythical creatures. Well, diving in, yeah, because uh, how else are you going to meet Cthulhu? And the mermaids. Can't you are a mermaid. Well, that's true. Now, there is a bit of a warning. We will not be able to touch upon every single mythical creature around the world. Because that is a very, very long, 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 long list of randomness that we won't be able to touch upon just today. Well, most mythical creatures do tend to end up sharing, you know, a birth, an origin where it comes from, and it adapts to different parts of the world. So... Yeah. Were there any that kind of caught you by surprise on the actual origins? Not really. Well, you are a fairy folk anyway, so it's kind of up your alley. Well, duh. I tend to attract the sparkly, you know, creatures of them all. Speaking of the sparkly creatures... We're not talking about the Twilight Vampires, okay? No, it's actually going to go by fairies. Well, not all fairies are sparkly. God, you have the dark fairies. Which is obviously the realm that I belong in. Uh, According to Parade.com, fairies, also known as fairies, fae, or... Fae, or fae. Different spelling can be traced back to old French medieval romance stories. These supernatural creatures or spirits are popular across a wide variety of myths, legends, and stories. Leading up to the present day, generally, we, when we think of fairies or fairies, we think of small winged magical creatures. However, fairies were rarely depicted with wings outside Victorian artwork. In folktales, yeah. fairies flew using magic or occasionally caught the ride of the on the back of a friendly bird. Oddly specific, but... I actually thought they were tied to Ireland, not the French. Like I said, they all have a birth origin. They just get adopted into many different parts of the world. Very true. Derp, derp. <laughs> but yes, fairies, Um, there's a lot of different myths to them. Like some say, yes, you can work with the fairies, leave them presents, or they might hide your stuff. No, it's not a might. They actually do hide your stuff. <laughs> Until they're done playing with it. And then, then it'll magically appear again. Yeah, their symbolism is feminine beauty, nature, and lack of fulfillment. According to the a little spark of joy dot com. Mm-hmm. I understand the feminine beauty, but the lack of fulfillment that they well doesn't exactly make sense to me. Lack of fulfillment meaning that they're never fulfilled in what they do. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. 
Because a fairy's never sitting still. They're never happy. They're almost like the cousin of the dragons. Because dragons are hoarders. And fairies tend to hoard all of the pretties. Well, speaking of dragons, their symbolism is strength, intellect, and brilliance. Yeah. But then also, you know, most people that identify with the dragon tend to be, you know, possessive and, you know, collect all the things and are little hoarders. <laughs> and a part of vampiric magic. Mm -hmm. The inner dragon. Yeah. Uh, according to vampire lore. Lore and magic. Yeah. We all have that inner dragon. But from what I understand, that is a belief within a small sect of vampiric practitioners. Yes, and it's also believed that with fairies, you'll end up using, you know, that everybody has an inner fairy because they're, everyone has a little bit of a trickster. And they tend to go, ooh, pretty, and want to take it. Or they'll be flighty and be very, like, flitter on to the next new bright, shiny thing. Well, the jackalope is... His representation is secretiveness and contemplation, pranksters' behaviors, and falsehoods. Which yeah. makes sense, because it's like snipe hunting. What does a snipe really look like? Or is it just sending, off your, sending your kids off into the woods while you're camping to... Look for a creature that they'll never find, just to keep them occupied. True. But then again, when I went camping as a kid with my parents, it was like, Oh, here, go take these sugar cubes and put it out there for the deer. That's not that bad, because there are actually deer in Southern California. Yes. But when you... After you're done with putting the sugar cubes for the deer, and then all of a sudden there's steak for dinner, and you weren't aware <laughs> that the steak was deer. Okay, that... <clears throat> that's a different story. Yeah. That is actually illegal in a lot of different places, including California. Can't bait the deer so you can hunt them. We were kids. That's why they sent you. <laughs> Who's going to prosecute the... The cute little five-year-old that wanted to feed the deer sugar? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you have, like, you know, the wonderful, you know, Yeti. And most people think that the Yeti goes from being... The Yeti as a cold, you know, snowy abominable to being the Sasquatch. Yeah, uh, their symbolism is need for strength and confidence or the desire for time alone to reflect. I guess I'm being a Yeti most of the time now, huh? 
Yeah. What you need to represent is the Pegasus. Stability, movement, strength, and healing. Honey, the only thing stable about me is that I'm freaking awake right now. There is no such thing as stability in me. Neither in you. But that's besides the point. You're very much the ketamine vixen. Illusions, secrets, managing of opposing forces. I'm a force upon nature itself. Why do you think it's trying to make me sick? <laughs> you need the power of the Kraken. Power, courage, and healing. How about I can just become an eldritch horror and just like marry Cthulhu? What? And then wipe people off the face of the earth that don't seem to agree. Yeah, I... I... Add in the mermaid. Mm-hmm. Harmonist the power and emotions of the sea. And they represent divine femininity. Then again, I've also been told that I'm a succubus because, yeah. That also has a lot of ties to vampire mm -hmm. mythology. Or, or here's something that's right up your alley because it, you would love to have this. As, as a personal pet. A basilisk. The basilisk? Yes. Powers of foresight, mental clarity, protection, and endurance. You just love it because it's a huge huggy boy. Depending on which mythology, mythology you're talking about. Like in Harry Potter, they've proved... The, the depiction of the basilisk that they've shown is a big lizard. It has ears. Visible ears. No, I'm talking about the snake-like one. Well, there is actually a actual animal that is basilisk, which is a type of lizard. Mm-hmm. They're very, very fast. Yes. Yeah, I learned... Side note, learned about a the desert iguana that's actually native to the southwest of the U.S. They could run like 30 miles an hour. Meet me. <laughs> it's not a road runner. It's a whippy boy. You know. So. Yeah, and if it bites you, it hurts. Speaking of dragons, hmm. they have been featured in myths from all over the world. Despite yeah. being so well known, the origins of the dragon myth is something of a mystery. Furthermore, there are some cultures that believe that the creatures are not in fact mythical, but rather giant creatures who had previously died out like dinosaurs. Hey, my people did not die out. Rawr. How else do you think I got these little T-Rex arms? Touche. But the people out there can't see that. I guess we're going to have to upload pictures. Never.
because then I might end up getting captured by the U.S. government and then studied and dissected. Even though you're just a banshee in disguise. <laughs> Maybe, possibly. Who knows? Or I might just be a ghoul, you know, from Arabian mythology. There's actually a a mythical creature that is very tied to, can be very tied to witchcraft. The Golem, which is of Jewish mythology, mm -hmm. which they were used to protect against anti-Semitic forces. Also within witchcraft, the servitors creating your own spirits to do specific tasks for yourself, which is definitely a fun topic to explore, explore and learn how to do it. Hmm. Or, or you know, I, I could you know give a shout out to you know the red cap, the murderous goblins. Yeah. <laughs> Can't forget the gremlins. Their hey. playfulness, unexpected, physical world awakening. You you mean mugways? Because <laughs> I'm not scaly and green, and you know, I'm cute, adorable. Just don't get me wet, <laughs> or feed me after midnight. You're just a leprechaun. Wait, do I, does that mean I get to chase Jennifer Ennis? <laughs> Leprechauns are known to be solitary creatures with a love for mischief and practical jokes. You really are a leprechaun. Really? Would you rather be depicted as a gnome in European folklore? Dwarf-like earth spirits called gnomes guarded underground treasures. Goblins. I'm. I'm just gonna end up. You know, if you don't hear from Vix in the next podcast, um, well. I promise I'll, I'll resurrect Vix sooner or later. As soon as I get the right spell. Can I just be a gigantic wolf? Can I be like Fenrir? Do you know the story of Fenrir? It's somewhere in the back of my head, but... uh. Fenrir being the <laughs> child of Loki. And also about like... Devouring the the world. Nom nom. Yeah, one of three of Loki's children. Nom nom. Which includes hell. <laughs> and oh, I don't remember the name of that one child that is earth an earth devouring serpent. You Fenrir the. Gigantic wolf and hell. 
the goddess of Helheim. Hmm. Well, you mean Hydra? No. No. Uh, Hydra is uh, Greek mythology. And, well, yeah, no. Yeah, the Hydra is, is forewarning, open mindedness, and teamwork. Within that mythology, that is the 12 headed dragon serpent thing. Yes, you cut off the one head and it grows back too. Yes. You know what I was told today? What is that? They're like, I'm sorry. The gods and goddesses had to make you sick because if you were healthy, you would be the new Hitler. Okay. That is an interesting topic. Yeah, that's what they told me. I was like, what? Surprise? Meh. But you know who else we'd need to have as a pet? Cerberus. Cute, adorable puppy. Cerberus or Cerberus? Cerberus. The three-headed dog? Mm-hmm. Cerberus. Balance, loyalty, power, and the three phases of the human life. Or in Harry Potter, Fluffy. Fluffy was adorable. <laughs> we always end up talking about Harry Potter. We should just do an episode of just Harry Potter. Mythical creatures. Well. Fantastic beasts and where to find them. Oy vey. Well, you also got the phoenix. Which is the, the name of, of freaking <laughs> Fox? <laughs> Who's looking awful? <laughs> like the hippogriffs, mm. mermaids, unicorns, dragons, yeah. dragons, um, kelpies, centaurs, the imps. Yeah, they've covered quite a few. The mandrake root. <laughs> Leave them babies alone. Let them grow in peace. No, I just want to pull one out just to, you know, make it scream. Yeah, every time I go into a specific bookstore that we both love, I always play with that toy that they have. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on the Chimera? Hmm. I... 
I'm trying to remember the origin of the chimera. Well, chim- chimera being two different things that are merged together into a. Yes, but they usually, you know, like the head of something, the back of something. Well, Chimera in Greek mythology. A fire-breathing female monster resembling a lion in the forefront, a goat in the middle, and a dragon behind. She devastated Caria and Lycia until she was slain by Bellerophon? Hmm. No, I know what you are. What is that? A siren. Now explain the siren to the people out there. She's a... Well, most people would say a wicked mermaid that has given up on love and, you know, brings sailors to their doom. Or unfaithful sailors to their doom. That is one mythical creature that there's it's changed quite a bit depending on who you're talking to. Yeah. The original was a the Greek birds with the head of a woman that lived on a specific island that would actually sing and cause, cause uh, sailors to jump off ship trying to get to the song and to their death. But it was also told in that version that it was that the only ones that could hear it and were attracted to it were men who were not faithful to their significant other. That was a later depiction of them. And they've also merged into mermaid lore too. Yeah. But originally it was birds with the head of a woman. Well, you are tall and lanky. I am not a bird. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. I don't fly. These switch don't fly. I haven't made the flying, the flying ointment yet. That I could put on my broom and insert it vaginally. Like the Puritans. <clears throat> but you are part bat, so I have a feeling that you transform somehow. And fly off into the distance. Don't have that attitude like a like the werewolf. It might be a lichen, you know that. Now, the interesting one was the Amarok. Mal. Unlike werewolves, they were born mythical creatures as wolves. They were born wolves. The successors of the dire wolf. Which they instill solitude, stillness, 
urgency and powerful energy. Hmm. And of course you have like the Cyclops, spiritual vision, clairvoyance, spiritual healing, and knowledge. What about the cute little hellhounds? The demon dogs? That is definitely a topic that could spiral into many different directions, including the black dogs of North America, the I don't consider them demon dogs. Well, the bases of them are the protectors of hell. Yes, but are they necessarily a demon? Well, they're also tied in with Hecate's hounds. And is Hecate a demon? And also the hounds of of hell in Helheim. Is hell a demon? No, she's a goddess. Then why would you consider hellhounds to be demons? Those are part of the mythology. It's not part my own personal... No, but... I just called them hellhounds, not demon hounds. But the mythology does tie into, like, the the hellhounds do tie into, like, demon dogs, and depending on the mythology. Yes, but I was talking about the sheer form of its original base was just the protectors of the spirits of hell. Of the underworld. Of Tartarus? Or Helheim? Or Hades? The underworld. Hades. Because all of those, depending on <laughs> where you're looking, are... All Tartarus of- was meant for all of the... What's it called? The Titans? The Titans, yes. They're imprisonment. Some would say that it's also Tartarus is the deeper levels of Hades. What are we going into? A Dante's Inferno? Going into the nine levels of hell? That we could. I promise to resurrect Vix before the next podcast. Remember, necromancy is technically baneful magic. And it's evil. Even though all the Christians do it. By prayer. I'm sorry. If it was necromancy and evil, then we wouldn't be, you know, celebrating, you know, Christians wouldn't be celebrating Happy Jesus Day. Zombie Jesus Day. Oh, I, I remembered like different ties into Easter. Pagan. Ties. Yeah, but remember, in Christians, they believe that after Jesus died on the cross, 
that he resurrected in three days. I'm sorry, that's, that's a form of necromancy. He yeah. resurrected Lazarus from necromancy. And then they they have the belief that one day God will come and, you know, resurrect us all to live in the promised land. Whoa, that's a lot of necromancy there. Speaking of necromancy, the one of the stories of Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Where he resurrected three boys that were in a soup. Yep. I still find Krampus to be the best one. You know, they actually did find and exhume St. Nicholas, the actual St. Nicholas, mm -hmm. that the stories, yeah, he's all over the world, yeah. literally. There's parts of him all over the world. Yep. I believe the last time I checked, there was a part of him in the Natural History Museum of New York. Yep. And he's about to end up being transferred over to the Los Angeles Getty. Not to be confused with a Yeti. It's a museum. Not a creature. A but I would sure love to hug a Yeti. That'd be nice and cold. How would that be nice and cold? They're covered in fur. I would meet him in his natural climate. Ooh, the Loch Ness Monster. Nessie! Also tied in with Champ and Ogopogo. They represent collective unconsciousness. Hmm. I can't wait for the world to find some of these creatures and realize that, no, they're just stories people have passed down. Just That's like, like, you know, saying, let's go find the Jersey Devil. Hey, Jason Miller. Did actually attempt to work with the Jersey Devil. True. Being a a local spirit. But it's funny how they end up, you know, going with the all these local elemental spirits. Yeah, working with spirits. It's best to start with the local ones because they're the ones that are close to you. So let's go find Sasquatch. That wouldn't be a local spirit. We live in Southern California. That would be more Northern California, Washington, Oregon, and into Canada. There's been sightings of him, you know, up in Redding. That is Northern California. Let's go to Northern California. Let's do it. Camping. Let's, let's go find us a Sasquatch. Well, they're just the furry giants of North America. You know what that made me think of? What? That one 90s TV show. Um... Harry and the Hendersons? Yes! 
You're a mess. What do you mean I'm a mess? Yes, I think we have exhausted people's thought process of chaos for today. Are you sure? I, I think they have enough. Well, never mind. We could end up making this like a whole three hours with our chaotic brains. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure they have had enough. If you want to hear more of the chaoticness of mythical creatures. Or if you have any mythical creatures that you or any experiences that you would like to share with us, send us a message. We'd love to hear about it. Any links to how to reach us will be in the description below. Till next time, this is Random Witchcraft with Vix. And Callie. Au revoir, people. Bye for now. Hey, just one last thing before we sign off for the day. If you would like to reach out to us, you can email us at randomwitchcraft at gmail.com. And now you can send us voice messages through Anchor. If you would like to support this podcast for future podcasts and also other future endeavors, click the links below. That is completely optional and greatly appreciated. Thank you. Mm-hmm.